Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we talk about an episode of Parks and Recreation. And the me involved in this includes myself. I'm, J- I'm Jason. And I'm joined all the way across town by uh, my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, it's me, Jeremy. There How you are. You? Oh, How are you man, doing? I am uh, it's so good. So good. The fall is here. Yeah. Which uh, is the best. I'm in my fall sweater, just so everybody knows. I'm very cozy. I hope you're cozy listening to this. Um, yeah, listener, uh, this is a great episode to, uh, you know, start a fire and uh, put on like some flannel or a sweater like Jeremy um, and uh, drink some cider because we are going to be talking about season six, episode one and two, parts one and two of this episode. It's a two-parter, but it might be streaming together. Uh, but it is about uh, the team coming back back to action with the recall of Leslie Nope, trying to deal with all that. There's an international trip. There's news of a baby. And there's a business conflict. It's action-packed. Action-packed. So, Jeremy. Yeah. First impressions of this episode. What what would you think? It was long. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that was. I was surprised by. I was like, man, this episode's going on. Yeah, um, started it, and I was like, oh, that's that's right. This is a two parter, and I just went right into the the next one. I think it aired that way. Um, I, there are some of my absolutely favorite memories of Parks and Recreation in these two episodes, um, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, there, but there's other parts of it that are the worst parts of Parks mm-hmm. and Rec for me. Spoilers, Jerry. Um, <laughs> and uh, that, that, that was that was terrible. Ter- like, just the it worst. Was, it was rough. But I, I, yeah, the, the whole England thing, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't typically like the whole, uh, you know, we're, we're, going we're trying to get some ratings we're boosting ratings end of the series and episode or, or season beginning of the season so we're going to somewhere exotic like you know <laughs> england exotic london <laughs> and uh but this one worked i and i thought it was a lot of fun especially with uh lord lord uh fancy Covington. pants um yeah it was great so what did you think um i enjoy this episode um i also am grossed out by jerry I, I love Ethel. I mean, she's just really rocking at this episode. Uh, and, uh, I do think it is funny how, like what happens to Ron in this episode? Uh, and, but we also get a lot of great wisdom from Ron about work and appreciation and, uh, where, where the pubs are. So, um, where where the the party at? (laughs) Yeah, and so uh, I I really do. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good things in this one. But as I was watching, I was like, man, this is way longer than I remember. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. listener, I hope you don't have that exact same feeling as we walk through this uh, this episode. Um, and I, I, you know, we there's several plot lines that kind of explode into this this series or this this episode because uh, normally they have like a one two three. Uh, but this one has like a plot, sub a plot one, B plot, sub B plot one and two. And so there's a lot of different things happening. And so, um, yeah, so as we walk through, let's just focus on, you know, the 
the international team and the local team. How's that sound? Until they converge again towards the end of the episode. That sounds good. All right, let's do that. Because okay. the, the cold open, it starts with uh, Ron and Andy picking up right where we left off in the, the season finale of episode uh, season five. Uh, and uh, Andy is saying, I forgot. I mean, someone's pregnant. I found this test. Uh, and then that's when Diane shows up and we get the, the same scene where uh, <laughs> Diane's like, can we talk? And we get Andy's gif surprise face. And I love that he <laughs> is so surprised. And you think at the end of season five that he is realizing that Diane's pregnant. But his surprise is that he thinks Diane wants to talk to him. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> you and me. You and me. <laughs> and uh, and so Ron goes out and uh, Andy leaves and um, Diane tells Ron that he's pregnant and, um, you know, standard birth control doesn't work for a Swanson. Uh, and so uh, Diane's like, well, all right, well, it's going through, through your head. And Ron is basically like, look, I thought there'd be a better way to do this. Maybe someplace romantic with a canoe that I, I would build. Um, and I did build a canoe for this purpose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I but, built a canoe. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. I already built the canoe. Um, and uh, but he he's like, you know, let's get married. Diane, will you marry me? And he also built the ring box. It's a handmade mm-hmm. ring box. I mean, it, it's really great. Um, and uh, and Diane says, yes, as long as there's no big wedding. Um, and, uh, and so they're like, all right, let's do this today. So they go up to the fourth floor and they run into Leslie on and April on the way. Um, and Ron says, Hey, we're going to get married. And, uh, and then invites Leslie and April to the, to the ceremony in heavy quotes, um, because it's just going to be an office wedding. And, uh, and so they go up and I love how April is so chill with everything. And Leslie is like, mm-hmm. I want to throw you a party. I want to have this big event. I want to do all this stuff. Um, and Ron is just plowing ahead. Like, no. And she can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing, nothing she can do at this point. Like, it's just, it's happening. And, and everything that Leslie wants to do, out of her control. And it's fantastic right. to watch. Right. And so they get Ethel um, and... Uh, <laughs> They try to explain what's going on, and Ethel's response is like, "I don't care. Um, I just need your." <laughs> and then they get a uh, a a justice of the peace who recognizes Ron is like, "Haven't I done a quickie wedding for you before?" Uh, and he's like, "Probably, uh, probably." So, um, so then I like the, I like the little joke. I like I like her little Diane's little joke in there about her middle name was yeah with uh uh oh Damn my gosh. It. Tammy, yeah. yeah, and and then she's like, just kidding. And it's like Ron's like, yeah, this is the she knows me so well. Like uh, that was great, right? And then uh, Leslie wants to uh, do a speech, um, and Ron gives her ten seconds. And <laughs> her speech is, I love her speech. At first glance, it may seem as though Ron Swanson and I have nothing in common, but Webster's Dictionary defines friend time. <laughs> and he's just like, I could tell where you're going. It was going to be beautiful. <laughs> So, <laughs> <It's a> yes. <laughs> so they're married and uh, everything is wonderful. Uh, Leslie has been cutting up paper. Uh, and, and as they're leaving, she's like, pretend this is rice. And she throws it up in the air over them and they leave. And, and she's like, that was beautiful. <laughs> so <laughs> the so reception Ron will be married. held in each of our individual houses alone. Yeah. Yes. Ron's yeah. married. 
that sounds like an excellent reception. I, uh, I <laughs> take yeah. your cake and leave. Oh man. Yes. I know we've already talked about cake and weddings and stuff, but, um, yeah. I do think that, uh, <laughs> I would be so happy if I went to a wedding and they just gave me a to-go box. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming like hey i know you don't want to stick around <laughs> you're right <laughs> thank you this is the best wedding ever i'm so happy for you and i'm happy i'm leaving so i think by the time by the time we end this podcast series we will have solved weddings i think so are there more more weddings yeah in this well, sh- oh yeah yeah there are there there are a couple more weddings um yeah yeah so We'll have ideas about those as well and proposals. So, um, all right. So then it kicks, kicks back in. Um, and Leslie is trying to solve this recall. Nope problem. Um, and, uh, and she's talking about how they've, it's been a month after Ron got married. So there's a lot of time jumps happening and people have been trying to attack her for weeks. We have Harris there and the protest. Everybody's recalling. Nope. Harris is still <laughs> protesting to legalize weed. Um, and, uh, Leslie was even a nope, uh, was a, uh, a journal, a crossword puzzle clue, uh, or answer. The clue was who's the worst. <laughs> and the answer is Leslie. Nope. Um, and so they, uh, Leslie has a plan. She's broken everything down to 40 phases and they're in the 26 phase. No problem too small. Uh, and so any problem Leslie's going to try to solve for people. And, uh, she starts with the Gretel who has had problems with um, finding a mayonnaise in the uh, a park in the a sandwich in the park that didn't have mayonnaise on it, as well as her dog drinking from non-drinking potable water and the dog getting sick. Um, Gretel just has problems. Uh, and so she's complaining to Leslie about the, sn- the slugs everywhere on the sidewalk in front of her house. Um, and she wants them gone, but not killed. <laughs> So she wants them mild, mildly inconvenienced. Yeah. I'd like them to just get lost is what Gretel is wanting. And so Les is like, all right, we'll problem solve this. Um, so yeah, so she's has to deal with all that nonsense. And then uh we as she's walking in the hall with Anne, Chris shows up and um, you know, asks about how the fight's going, and Leslie says she's really tired. Um and uh but Anne is like, let's keep going. Let's keep doing this. And Chris is amazed that there's a slug infestation. <laughs> She's like, we live interesting lives filled with unexpected challenges. Life is precious. And every day is a miracle. <laughs> okay. And then he sprints out of there. <laughs> so, all right. My note said, uh, Chris is oddly inspirational. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, yeah, so they're, um, trying to uh yeah they're ann and chris are still you know as far as we know at this point trying to have a baby and the ann says things are going really well she holds up her hand in classic engagement ring display mode um but uh there is no dis- there's no ring to display because uh she just had a pedicure or a manicure that's it um so then we we cut to Tom meeting with Trevor Nelson, the 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 lawyer, and uh, uh, he's Tom's gone over to Tommy's closet, the competition right across the street, and uh, and Tom's like, "This is my store, exactly." And Trevor's like, "Yeah, we know my my client is determined, and he when he rips someone off, he goes all the way." <laughs> 
And then he says, you are Hydrox, Mr. Haverford. We are Oreo. So, um, which is funny because Hydrox is like the worst cookie, like the perceived, but it was yeah. the original. Right. Yeah. So Oreo came along and said, nah, we got a better way to do this. And in, in the next several decades, we're going to introduce mystery flavors that are often amazing and sometimes disappointing. So I had an important question to ask Jeremy at this point, because you and I have yeah. done the Oreo research. Many, uh, yeah. What, uh, what is your least favorite of the Oreo fun flavors? That you've had oh it was it was the mystery flavor i want to say two or three years ago that tasted like a cleaning fluid and it was supposed to be um like a fruity pebble like fruity cereal one it was it was the word it was the most disgusting i don't it's one of the first times we've we haven't finished the the package of oreos mm, um, that, that, that sounds gross it's it's terrible it was uh, yeah how about you what's your least favorite oreo of my, the many my least favorite is the one with pop rocks in it the fourth of july ones the fourth of july ones i hate those oh I'm, man i don't really it's a cookie like, that's doing something to you it's a it's an aggressive cookie yeah when i eat cookies i'm the aggressor aggressor <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i just I don't, don't want to really fight like my food that. yeah i don't i don't i don't i never really liked pop rocks um and so putting that in an oreo just seems so rude is it because of the kid who blew himself up after drinking the Coke? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but not true I, kids. It was urban legend. Right. I just don't like them. Like it be, partly because this is, this is what I get. I think it gets down to. It doesn't actually taste different. It's just annoying. It's like staticky. <laughs> stop, stop. There's something. Oh, that's coming from me. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. It's I a noise that I don't want to be making right now. Exactly. It's like, I just want to hear cookie crunching. I don't want to hear. <laughs> also, so. what's your favorite? So what's, what's your favorite one of the, of the newer, you know, all the crazy flavors, red velvet, there's caramel apple uh, or whatever right. it was. Um, you know what? I really, a mocha chip. That sounds great too. I, what I really like is just the golden Oreo. They're so yeah. good. Yeah. So also the really lemon, even the lemon thin awesome. ones are good too. Yeah. The golden Oreo yeah, golden is Oreos. barely even an Oreo anymore because it's not the chocolate, you know, cookie. So, yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a s'mores one the other day and that was that was amazing. Mm. Highly recommended. Find yeah, it's it. Almost, it. Almost is a s'more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll have to go find that. Anyway, Anywho. I realize that when we record, we end up talking about food and it makes me very hungry. Uh, so um, getting back to Tom, who is learning the, the dangers of Oreos, um, he is still trying to figure out who this client is. And he's like, man, you, how'd you move so much merchandise so fast? You must be one heck of a transporter. <laughs> and Trevor's like, my client is not Jason Statham. <laughs> so, See, kids, um, a long time ago, there was a there was a series of movies featuring an actor called Jason Statham, where he drove a car around transporting certain items or, well, people for yeah. individuals. And uh, they don't make those movies anymore. So there you yeah. go. That's that's what that reference was about. The first I one, think... the first one was fine. After that, it was like, dude, are you just working? You should just go for UPS or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think what they should have done is have a Jason, uh, Jason Statham, <laughs> Jason Statham, Kevin James collab 
for King of King of Queens and the Transporter. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been rat. <laughs> like a buddy, like a, yes. like a super intense guy, and then the guy yes. who's the goof, goof, and it's the it's the buddy cop. Oh my yeah. gosh! But I would, in oh. the Transporter <laughs> universe. In the transport, not the King of Queens universe. Well, this is they will co- co- they will collide. become the same, <laughs> which would also mean that everybody loves Raymond is now a part of the transporter universe. Oh my gosh! And it all revolves around Jason Statham. So I don't know Hollywood, go for it. I'm not even going to ask for royalties. I think this is just a gift to 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 the universe. Make it so, happen, yeah, yeah. Somebody, I think that would be rad because Paul. I mean, Paul Blart Mall Cop showed us that. Uh, Kevin James has some serious action chops. So uh, just get on it, Hollywood. Make it happen. Make it happen. All right. So, uh, but then also as he's doing a, uh, uh, as Tom is concluding his, his speech, he's, he may also try to point out that it could possibly be LeBron James because there's a lot of room in the store. This guy's going to need some place to put all his nba championships and trevor it's not not lebron LeBron james James. so (laughs) i love trevor so we'll follow the tom plot line in a minute uh but then we uh come back to leslie and her team in the office and uh leslie's saying like it seems like my no problem too small face isn't working um and there's because there's no press coverage there's no change in the poll numbers um and ben is like yeah we got to get a massive attention getting something that will grab people by the ears and yell at them through a bullhorn and hit them like a bolt of lightning, which is intense. And, uh, um, Anne says, I got it, but it's just a flat. She doesn't have an idea, but April does have an idea. And she's like, remember phase 13, think outside the box. And I love Ben easily a top five phase, (laughs) easily a top five phase out of 40. Um, April nominated Leslie to the, uh, to win an award for the International Coalition of Women in Government. And Leslie won. There are five winners, and they get a trophy, and um, and uh, and it's a pretty big deal. And Chris was surprised by all of this. He's like, oh, I, I thought you were just lying. And April's like, thank you. <laughs> I thought you were lying. Thank you. <laughs> um, so Ann Richards and Janet Napolitano, uh, Napolitano won. And Leslie freaks out about that one. Um, and, um, and so let's like, this is great. This is a big thing. It'll get people's attention. Um, and, uh, it's in London. And so they're all going to go to London, which is exciting. One month later, they're in London. Time flies so quickly. And Andy and Ben and Ron, April and Leslie, they're in London. And, uh, it all works out pretty well because Ben and Andy have an opportunity to meet with somebody for the Sweetums Foundation. And April is with Leslie for her uh, award ceremony. And Ron is there because uh, um, Diane thought it would be a great honeymoon to go on this trip together. Um, But Diane got uh, really sick with morning sickness and uh, she decided to stay home, but insisted that Ron go and take pictures. Um, and, uh, which <laughs> like one, I mean, we both, we both have, uh, been married to women who were pregnant. Morning sickness sucks. 
but I don't think there is any amount of morning sickness that would make my wife not go to London. I just, I don't know. I don't. And conversely, I don't feel like either either of our wives. So therefore, I'm just projecting onto most people's wives who are pregnant wouldn't just say yes please leave me while i'm feeling my worst right uh, to go to london to take pictures that so i can see things that i could look up online that i don't care about right now i understand that ron in europe is hilarious for sure so i just wish diane would have also been there Mm -hmm. because i think that that would have been a good uh counterbalance to ron um but maybe i don't know Whatever. Maybe they just couldn't get Lucy Lawless another episode in her contract. I don't know. She was a holdout. Or there, there are only, yeah, and there were only so many, so many seats on the flight. I guess. Yeah, and Ron, his attitude about all of it is that, um, and Ben is, uh, Andy is like, I can't believe we're in Hogwarts, and Ben is like, that's Buckingham Palace. Hogwarts is fictional. You do know that, right? It's important to me that you know that. Um, and uh, <laughs> and he just kind of shrugs it off too, which is great. Yeah, like, like, eh. yeah, whatever. Is it? Um, is it though? And Le- Les has got this whole plan about this tour trip and his about history and everything. And Ron's response is: History began on July fourth, seventeen seventy six. Everything before that was a mistake. <laughs> so um, yeah, so they are going to go uh, travel around a little bit and sightsee and. Uh, um, and so Ben and Andy are going their own way and everybody else is doing their own thing. So let's follow the UK line and then we'll come back to uh, to the, the US line. All right. Since we're in the UK. Sounds good. I all like right. it. So Ben and Andy are going to their meeting. And I don't know if you noticed this when you were watching this, but Andy looks different. And uh, Andy looks <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah, I noticed, because... I noticed his, his, hair, his hair is like a little bit redder. It's a little redder. He's got weird sideburns. Um, and, and <laughs> he's lost be- about 50 pounds. Yeah. 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 All of that. And this is because Andy was filming, uh, guardians of the galaxy at this time. Uh, and he was in London. So they went to London, not just to win an award, but to also, um, work with Andy's or Chris Pratt's schedule. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so he's there and this also will give us a reason why he's not going to be in the show for a few months because he's making a movie one of the, the biggest movies in the Marvel universe at the time and launching, uh, launching Chris Pratt into superstardom. So mm-hmm. the writings on the wall, Pratt. Um, so fortunately this is season six and there are only seven seasons. Um, so Ben is talking to Andy as they're walking in as like, all he did was stop drinking beer. And he's like, yeah, I lost like 50 pounds in one month. How much were you drinking? probably too much <laughs> i know right <laughs> but like his his uh his response was like yeah probably too much like it's like finally andy has a moment of reflection like i i had a problem <laughs> so uh andy explains what's going on uh they are or ben explains what's going on they're meeting um with uh an english charity foundation to expand the after school program that andy is very passionate about um and ben's like british people love me there's this kid who used to always called me big bang. And then he'd hit me really hard in the arm and go bong, bong. <laughs> and it's at this moment, Ben realizes like, Oh, I was being bullied. <laughs> I think he hated me. <laughs> and Andy, I was like, should I do a British accent? I think he's going to be upset if he finds out we're from America. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we are, he knows we're American. Okay. And then he tries to do a, an accent and 
turns out it is an Australian <laughs> accent and it is terrible. Um, and uh, so they meet Lord Covington um, and uh, Lord Covington is played by Peter Serafinowicz, who is a Nova Corps uh, character in Guardians of the Galaxy. So, um, yeah. And he was so also in Shaun of the Dead. He was the roommate. He, he was the yes. uptight roommate. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love that movie. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's so great. I need, I need to find a way to watch that quickly. <laughs> that movie is really good. Uh, yeah. Also, Hot Fuzz is very good. Hot Fuzz is fantastic. It's probably my favorite of the trilogy. Really? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I mean, it's between <clears throat> Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. At the world's end yeah. is fine. Um, but, man, that's a tough one. Because in Shaun of the Dead, he's like throwing records at the zombies. That's true. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Hot fuzz. Yeah, hot fuzz. Yeah, it's 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 a tough. I think if, it depends. Like, are you feeling like zombie movie or cultist like uh, cultist you know, buddy cop movie? Cultist buddy buddy cop movie. Yeah, it just, you know, it depends upon the, the genre that you're feeling that day. Yeah, man, that's. Oof. I mean, unfortunately, there's one for there's many days in the week, so. Um, so they introduced themselves to Lord Covington and, uh, and, uh, Lord Covington says, uh, my, the proper mode of address would be your Royal Excellency, Lord Edgar Darby Covington, 14th Earl of Cornwall upon Thames, 29th Baron of Hertfordshire. And, uh, and he's like, no, just kidding. It's a ridiculous name. Please call me Eddie. (laughs) And he's like, oh man, (laughs) I thought that other name must've been a stupid joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so, uh, and, uh, so Lord was like, yeah, it is ridiculous. Uh, tell me more about your musical charity. And so they go and they start meeting. Um, and we cut to Leslie and Ron and April and, uh, Leslie has some bus tour ideas. Um, they want to do it. She wants to do Notting Hill, Love Actually bus tour and the British, British, Bridget, that's a tough one. Bridget Jones's diary bus tour. Um, and, but they all start around the same time. So oof, what are you going to do? Oof. Um, and that's tough. And then we get a picture of Ron reacting to, uh, to this, the sights of London. And, uh, he's like, big Ben He's like, look, a clock. We don't have that in America. And then another <laughs> London tower. He's like you call that a tower? Try Sears tower. <laughs> uh, cause London Friend. tower is just a like four story little, uh, complex palace, the type thing. It's not big. <laughs> complex. You make it sound like an apartment. Like, it's a fourplex. You know, it's fine. There's, <laughs> there's enough parking for, uh, for, for about eight people. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Uh, so, but then he goes and he's looking at postcards and he finds one that's black <laughs> and it just says London at night. And he thinks this is hilarious. Uh, and he tries to buy it <laughs> with American currency. And the guy's like, oh, we don't take that. He's like, of course you do. This is the most wonderful piece of paper in the world. Um, and he's like, no, we, we, we're not going to take it. Um, and, uh, so he's like, fine, enjoy the fact that your Royal overlords are a frail old woman and a tiny baby (laughs) because at the time Queen Elizabeth was still alive and they're, uh, William and his wife, Kate, I don't know. Uh, they had just had their baby. So that's, that's that. Uh, all right. So then, um, Ben and Andy are meeting with, uh, Eddie, uh, and, uh, Ben is talking about all of the good things that they've done with this music program. They've expanded it. They'd like to get a greater reach. And Andy is totally unplugged and walking, looking around. And, uh, and he's like, Oh, are those, 
are those remote control helicopters? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I got them at a gift. I bought them for one of my nephews. Then I decided to keep them. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Our> a kid. <laughs> I got them as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> so um so he's like would you like to play with them and Andy's like oh would i i call the blue one <laughs> and like, oh oh all right you're gonna have the blue one <laughs> and ben is but like, we're, we but are we're guests, guests. <laughs> we're guests. yeah and maybe you should let him play with the blue helicopter and and he's like what are you talking about dude i called it and he called like, it yeah, that's the rule <laughs> that's the rule <laughs> but then eddie goes one up he's like anyway the orange one's better <laughs> what <laughs> So they go outside, they start playing with helicopters, they crash into each other and uh, um, and they're having a super fun time. And you can see Ben the whole time. He's like, what's happening right now? This is not at all <laughs> what I should be doing. And he's like, oh, they crash into each other. I think I broke mine. Um, and Andy's like, so your family owns all of this? They're in like this big square with buildings all around. And and uh, Lauren Coverage is like, well, we don't own everything. But then he points at every building. He's like, yeah, I guess we do own everything. Um, <laughs> and uh, what else? Like, what else do you Scotland? own? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Scotland? Um, and uh, and so Ben tries to get things back on on track by trying to have a wide reaching international program for this music uh, initiative. Oh, you know what I want. I want I want ice cream. <laughs> Do you guys have ice cream here? Oh, so good. You have to get it. It's like scoops and it comes on a cone. He's like, yeah, we have ice cream. You you have that here? Oh, can we get can we get it? And then both Andy and, and Eddie are like, can they look at Ben like, can we have some ice cream? Can we? Can we? Sure. I like the Lord Covington asks, like, looks at Ben like he's the parent in the situation. Like, yes. you're the Lord. Like, you can have ice cream whenever you want. Yeah, and I and love so the little they, throwaway. Like it was off scene. Where it was like he's like, of course we have. What do you think this is the moon? He's like, yeah, that'd be awesome if we were. <laughs> yeah, they're both just like, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> so, um, but then as they're like, they're gonna go get ice cream, and then he's like, what do we do with these broken things? I'll just throw it there. Roger will pick it up. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. Roger. <laughs> uh, so then Leslie and April are uh, in the hotel, and Leslie's reading the speech, and um, and you know, talking about how you know, important it is for, you know, making Pawnee great, making her, her wonderful hometown, how appreciative she is. And April's suggestion is lose the first line, the last line and all the other lines and just walk up to the mic and meow really loudly for eight minutes. <laughs> so Bold that's plan. a plan. That's the way to go. Uh, but then Leslie decides to just, you know, check in at home what's going on. And she opens up the internet to look at a video page with a uh, final word with Purd live streaming. And uh, and there's Miss Pinewood there who is um, asking about the recall um, situation. And uh, and she Purge says there are shocking allegations about about Leslie. And the allegation is that while everybody else is trying to make Pawnee better, Leslie is gallivanting around Europe like some kind of European. And they have a picture of Leslie <laughs> in Europe. And uh, it gallivanting. is uh, yeah, totally gallivanting. And uh, and Leslie is like, how do they get that picture? So and April's like Facebook, but I just put Facebook. But isn't it Facebook? Um, and so <laughs> Leslie doesn't realize how Facebook works. Um, and. Uh, sorry, my dogs are saying hello to somebody loudly. Um, so the. Uh, Pert also uh, has a poll that they conducted 
Um, and the question, and I have a picture and listener, I'm going to include this as in our show episode. So Whoa. if you follow the links back, I'm going to include this picture um, because it also Bonus has content. a cute picture of my dog sleeping under the television. Um, so <laughs> it's all worked don't say, out. Don't say we never gave you anything. Oh, where'd it go? I just I was looking at it. All right. And the question is, Great. do you think Leslie Nope should be in England? Do you not think that? Or do you not think that? And there's different <laughs> underlines. So do you not think that? Or do you not think that? <laughs> so um, uh, 48% said not be in Europe. <laughs> and 70% said it's okay. And 35% we're confused by the question. <laughs> so do you think Leslie Nope should be in England? Do you not, not. think that? Or do mm. you not think that? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's not good. Um, uh, and um, yeah, so Leslie freaks out and she's immediately like, I got to go. And she's going to go home and April and Le and Ron are trying to talk her out of it. And Leslie's plan is to go on a red eye to Libsyn, which is in Portugal, catch the 4.30 a.m. back to Edinburgh, which is in Scotland, connect through Houston, head up, uh, head on up to Cincinnati, and then rent a car from Cincinnati, drive around 90 miles an hour, and be home two hours earlier than if I flew home as planned. So that's going to be I have, super easy. I have easy. done that. Have I told you the story? I mean, it's not a funny story, but the story of my, my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary in Las Vegas? No. Would you like me to? Yes, please. Okay. Um, so I was so flying out of Portland and I missed my flight and I said, I can't, like, I got to get to Las Vegas and it's like an hour and a half flight or whatever it is to over there. And they're like, what's the fastest way we, I can get there? They said, well, we can get you there an hour before you were supposed to get there, but you have to fly all the way to Atlanta, Georgia, and then come back straight. So I flew out. Uh, an hour later, I flew out to Atlanta. There was a half hour layover and I flew all the way back to Las Vegas. And I was there an hour before I was, I was supposed to be there from my original flight. So totally worth it. And I got to visit Atlanta. What? Yeah, what? that's a true story. Yeah. How? How, when, how did you miss a flight? You oh, I got there late. I got there late. But what was your original so I flight? Just from Portland to Las Vegas. There's and no I'm, way. There's no way that yeah. you did you go like over India, like direct route to. I don't understand how that could possibly work. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm sorry. OK, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. See, this is this is why I'm so good at storytelling. There wasn't another flight, I guess. That's So not an hour before my original one. That's that's right. Thank you for correcting that. It would have been an hour before the next available flight. Sorry, that's oh, okay. that's that's the key right there. Because <laughs> it's it's you like you said, it's an hour and a half flight from <laughs> know, Portland. But I got there an hour before. Yes, Not half hour. It was a very fast plane. Yeah, I was like that. There, there is no way you could get to Atlanta <laughs> in under five hours. <laughs> so that, see, that would that would have been a better story, but unfortunately, no. It was yeah. the next available flight to Las Vegas. Um, so there you go. Breaking news: record breaking flight to Atlanta. <laughs> And and uh, and back to Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. What would have been ten hours was shrunk down <laughs> to one hour. That's amazing. All right, that makes so much more sense. Okay. All right. Anyway, good. Keep All going. Right. 
So, um, yeah, so let they, they are able to keep Leslie from doing all of this terrible travel that she has planned. Um, and, uh, and so they're like, you need to just get some perspective, calm down. And, and let's like, all right, yeah, let's go walk past Colin Firth's house again. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> who is that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that would calm anybody down. Uh, so they get to the award ceremony and they're cheering some people on and, it, Leslie's like, wow, that's a really big cheer. And April points out that it's Khan Gordzol from Mongolia. And uh, she was the mayor of their town, then the police chief, and their best Wolverine Wrangler. Um, and, Which means uh, they have multiple Wolverine Wranglers. Yeah, she's the best. Um, and then so Le- April's going to go meet her. Uh, and then April meets Uli Donson, who is played by Heidi Klum. And uh, and I was like, oh, your face is perfect. <laughs> it's so symmetrical. And Uli's like, oh, yeah, I'm from Denmark. We're all like that. <laughs> so um, and uh, Uli's house, it, our home, it's wonderful. They love her. They made her a statue out of goat cheese. Um, and uh, Leslie is not that way. That's a wonderful town. But and she says, they hate me. They're trying to kick me out of office. Um, and instead of a statue in her honor, one time they made a pin- pinata. And everybody in town came to hit it and they filled it with broccoli uh, just to add insult to her injury. So, um, and hey, but at Uli, least they knew that she hated vegetables. Yeah, right. Yeah, they knew that. And everybody hates vegetables and pony. So it all works out. Um, so, uh, yeah. So Uli is like, I don't understand your situation really at all. And then we cut to April talking to, um, how do you say her name again? Con, Con Gordzel, <laughs> who was played by Sandra from Superstore. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, as I was watching, I was like, oh, who is that? And then <laughs> it's, it's, oh, Cle- it's, it's Coleco. Coleco. That's her, that's her real name. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I've only watched run through the superstore one time and I didn't catch that. So, oh, that's okay. I just looked it up on IMDb. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Um, and, uh, and so then, um, Andy and Ben and Eddie are back in Eddie's office and Andy's like, say it again, say it again. <laughs> and Eddie <laughs> says, aluminum. <laughs> and, 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 Andy, and Andy laughs and Ben's like, okay, you say it. And he's like, it's aluminum. <laughs> Which is also wrong. Um, and, uh, and Ben is just perplexed. Like what is happening here? Um, and, uh, and he's like, look, uh, I'd like to talk more about the program. Um, and, uh, and my wife is receiving an award and I really need to get over there. And Eddie's like, yeah, of course, here's the thing. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and Andy is like, yeah, me neither. Um, so, uh, Eddie says like, look, we have tons of money, tons of land hedge made so vast. I once got lost in there for two days and he starts talking about it. And Andy's like, that's awesome. It was awesome. (laughs) There was a statue of a lion inside. And I found a yo-yo. And he's like, do you have it here? You still have it? <laughs> so, um, but, and Ben just keeps like, like doing the stress, red nose bridge headache. Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, focus. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, and, but Lord Covington says, point is, I'd have this foundation um, to do something good with our money. I've heard hundreds of pitches. Uh, they're all, I don't know if they're good or bad. And he's like, well, if I may, ours is great. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm in. <laughs> Brilliant. Sold. I'm in. That's it. Yeah. And Ben's uh, like, what? How is this working? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and, and, and Eddie is just like, I like you. I like music. Um, and uh, one condition, uh, you need, 
I need you to stay here in London with me for three months. And Ben's like, well, actually, that might be tough. I mean, my wife's in the middle of a fight and here and and he's like, no, 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 no. I meant Andy. I want Andy to stay. Um, and Andy is like, he's quiet for a beat. And he's like, is that a goose that just flew by the window? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh it, it was a plastic bag. Did you see that? And uh, um, wait, did I interrupt? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> and he's like, let's go see if it's a goose. Uh, so that's going great. Uh, and Ben is completely like shocked. Uh, but then it cuts to the award ceremony and Uli is finishing her speech and talking about how the town made an, uh, uh, taught a reindeer to dance for her. It was beautiful. And the reindeer was delicious. Um, and Ben shows up at just this time. And uh, Les like, how was your meeting? And he's like, good. I'll fill you in later. Um, and so Leslie is going to go do her speech. Um, and, uh, and so she comes up and she's, her speech is like, wow, you all inspire me so much. Your hometowns love you. Um, and it's just really great. And I've been a public service for a long time. Uh, and I clean slime out of rivers and remove slugs from people's yards. Uh, and they hate me. They're trying to recall me. Um, and, uh, the speech continues to degrade down this way. Uh, and uh, she ends up saying like, my town is full of pee pee heads. <laughs> so, uh, that's end of speech. And April's like, woo, that's my boss. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, Leslie afterwards, Ben's like, that was a little rough. And he's like, whatever. It's my, it's how I feel the stupid, ungrateful town. And you know, we're 4,000 miles away. Who's going to know is basically where she's at. And then Jerry calls. And I love that she picks up the phone and is like, Leslie, it's Jerry. Jerry who? <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh, well, why? I don't want to waste my minutes. And he's like, well, I, uh, your speech was webcast and I put together a watching party and uh, everybody saw it. And now Catherine Pinewood is already pounced. She's calling it the pee-pee head speech. Um, and then uh, and she's mad at Jerry and she's like, so how's Lent? And he, she hangs up on him. So that's not great. Um, uh, and so Leslie is uh, frustrated. And then Ron uh, and her go and sit on a bench looking over the, the cityscape of London. And, uh, and Ron's like, I think you just needed some fresh air, even if that air is filled with the foul stench of European socialism. <laughs> um, and this is where we get the Tell us how you really Ron. Ron. It's it's this is great though. Like Leslie's like, man, Punny has been pissing me off lately. He, and Leslie's like, you're the adult. When your kid screams, I hate you, you don't yell, I hate you back. And he's like, you have to be the grown-up. And you chose a thankless job. You can't be upset when nobody thanks you. And then she also he also points out that April thanked you. She nominated you for this award. Uh, and Leslie's like, well, she does that all the time. She nominated Anne for motocross driver of the year just to get an, a rejection letter. <laughs> and April's like, and Ron's like, but April respects you and so do many others. So don't chase applause and acclaim. That way lies badness. Um, and, that sounds like uh, a fortune cookie. It's true, though. It is so true. Um, and uh, this. Well, that's why we that's why we do this podcast. It is. I, I'm not chasing uh, a praise. <laughs> applause and acclaim. acclaim i can't even hear if there's no way listening so <laughs> <laughs> um but uh you know it's it's so but, like, but are you so, but are you are you guys <laughs> can, can you anybody, let us know just anybody, listening? <laughs> anybody out there 
but uh, I do, I do love Ron's wisdom here. Um, and, uh, and, but Leslie at this point says, Oh, also I got you a proper wedding gift. There's a train ticket and a journal with an itinerary. And, and Ron's like, you think I want to extend my stay on this godforsaken continent? Um, and uh, Leslie is like, if you follow this itinerary, you will not be disappointed. Um, and she's like, all right, well, I'd offer you buy a drink, but where would that even happen? And she's like, Ron, this is London. There's a pub there. There's a pub over there. There's a pub between those two butcher shops. And Ron's like, let's go to that one. But first, the butcher shops. So, um, Wise. Yeah. So oh man, April, as soon as she gave him the 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 journal, the leather journal, I got so excited just knowing what was coming because yeah. it's just it's one of it's one of the peaks of Parks and Recreation, in my opinion. Yeah, it is a very wonderful moment. Um, Andy and April are talking about this offer to uh, go and work with Lord Fancy Face Guy, um, and Andy's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I mean. Everything's different here in England. It's so weird. And he was like, like how they drive on the wrong side of the road. And they're up on a Ferris wheel, the eye of London. And he's like, do they? <laughs> he looks down. And he's like, oh, man, they do. <laughs> so, yeah, all that. It's all so weird. And that they went to Piccadilly Circus and it wasn't even a circus. <laughs> it's just basically like a, a town hall, like a town center. Um, he's like, there was no uh, cotton candy, no elephants. There's no clowns. One beer lady. And she got all rude when I marveled at her. <laughs> marveled. <laughs> uh yeah so um yeah <laughs> so it's like well do you like lord fancy face it's like yeah he's got everything you want in a boss remote control helicopters talks funny total package <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so they have very different understandings of what you should want in a boss but um but and andy is hesitant he's like i don't want to go and april's like look we can handle the distance i was in washington and we were okay um, and, and, and she's like, I don't know how to run a nonprofit. And April's response is so wonderful. You shine <laughs> shoes for over two years and never made a profit. <laughs> Pretty qualified, totally yeah. qualified. Um, I think he so, survived just off of Kyle and stealing whatever he could from Kyle. Probably, probably. Um, and so Andy agrees to, uh, to stay in London. And so Andy is going to be away from the show for several episodes uh, while they are doing all that. So while they were doing all that, what were what was happening in in one in the uh, in old Pawnee? Well, Tom, remember, found out that uh, LeBron James and Jason Statham are not the, the people who are trying to take over his business. But hmm. um, he uh, wants to he goes with Donna. There it is. I found it. OK, so um, <laughs> Donna and and tom go and they sneak around and nope i went too too early already i'm sorry first we're at tommy's closet and mona lisa quits um and then john ralphio comes over and he's like did you know there's a better version of your store right across the street <laughs> and those guys are giving out free pizza with pepperonas um and uh yeah and so Tom is very upset because uh, Tom, John Ralph is over there and he's like, they're my competition. They're putting me out of business and it's working. Um, and, and then John Ralphio uh, says, it's like, I always say when life gives you lemons, you sell some of your grandma's jewelry and go clubbing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, so that's not great advice. I have, um, we have that cross stitch on our wall. <laughs> that would be good. I would love, I would love somebody to make that and just put it in Hobby Lobby. 
and just see <laughs> see what happens see. oh man we're like we're, it's like a low it's like the the knockoff version of a banksy prank yeah oh man wow like make a skew and everything for it put a price tag on it and see what happens yeah. like as people like bring these things up to the checkout at hobby lobby and the person just like i'm positive this is not our i i, I can't sell this to you <laughs> this doesn't exist in our system. Um, but then the people at Hobby Lobby, they're like, the customers are so nice. They're like, well, I don't want to steal it, but I, I don't, ha I don't have a way to take your money. Cause then I would be stealing from you. <laughs> and then Hobby Lobby would fall into the earth. I think that's a good plan. We did it. Yeah. And all Finally of, all of those fake flowers to have to go somewhere. The Hobby Lobby Lobby. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Big hobby. Uh, Big hobby. Yeah. Um, so Tom and Donna, they sneak into, uh, the public records for the business, uh, corporation, uh, license and, um, they find out where it is. And so Tom then goes to see where it is. He's at 120 Maple street, 1020 Maple street. And who's this going in there? It's Ann and Chris. And he says, he doesn't understand what they're doing in there, but Tom busts in and he opens the door and there's Chris and Ann and a doctor. And this is where we find out that Chris and Ann are pregnant. And, and they're like, Tom, what are you doing here? And he's saying, what are you doing here? And Ann says, Dr. Saperstein is giving me a sonogram. This is his doctor's office because I'm pregnant. And then turn around to reveal Henry Winkler as Dr. Saperstein, John Ralphio's father, who is the person who's trying to put Tom out of business. And, uh, and so Dr. Saperstein and Tom now have this intense rivalry. And he says, Chris, and can we have the room? And Chris is like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and then Dr. Saperstein, he'd ask, why are you doing this? And he's like, you know exactly why I'm doing this. You destroyed my family. You screwed my son out of your business and you stole my daughter's virginity. And everybody laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> And uh, laughs and laughs. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so she uh, he says that you broke her heart. You smashed up her BMW and I had to buy her a new one so she could drive to divinity school. <laughs> and all these things. I went, wow. Awesome. Um, and uh, and so he's like, you will face my wrath. Um, and uh, and then they hear a heartbeat. And Dr. Saperstein's, oh, wow, everything sounds perfect. Um, and, uh, and Chris is like, this is the moment we were dreaming of with you and me and our baby and Tom and his weird feud with our doctor. <laughs> so, Henry uh, Winkler is a delight. He's excellent. He is excellent. And like Happy Days was a great show for what it was. But I, I would never have guessed that Henry Winkler would be so awesome in Arrested Development as well as right. in... Uh, Parks and Rec as uh, Dr. Saperstein. He's so great. So great. Um, so John, and I love to, just because you brought up happy, because you brought up happy days and rest of development. There's an amazing joke in there where um, Rob blah, blah comes yeah. and he goes, this isn't the first time that I've had to replace uh, because he played Chachi in it. Right. right. And so he had replaced Henry Winkler as the Fonz. So yeah, if you haven't watched the rest of development, please go watch it. And when it, when you have to switch over to Netflix seasons, just stop. Don't yeah. just let it, let it be what it was in its original run. Anyway, continue. Yep. Just end at season three End at season three. The, yeah. It's you almost hop ons. Almost. You will get hop ons. There will be hop ons. <laughs> watch out for poppins. 
Um, <laughs> Mr. F. <laughs> I got it from Army. <laughs> the gorilla is for sand racing. <laughs> all right. Anyway, Mr. is going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah, because he lost his left. Anyway, dude. So. Tom confronts John Ralphio and Mona Lisa, um, and uh, and he is going to demand an apology from them. And uh, uh, yeah, it's um, he. They are uh, hesitant to do so, um, but he is going to demand it. And so they are going. John Ralphio at the end of this is like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do the unthinkable. I'm going to have a short, honest conversation with my father. <laughs> uh, so they're going to do the conversation. Um, but then we also see uh, Chris and Anna. We know they're pregnant, so they're going to go around trying to share the good news. And uh, so they start with Donna, and uh, and Donna like right away, oh, you're pregnant. And like, did Tom tell you no? You're drinking decaf, which you only do in the afternoon. You're wearing an empire waist dress that, and your loose shoes because your feet are already swollen. I'd put you at nine weeks maybe. Uh, and uh, and they're, they're like, wow, you're very observant. And she's like Encyclopedia Browning this whole thing. It's amazing. Um, and then she's like, hey, when did you switch? I like to you went with Encyclopedia. I love that you went with Encyclopedia Brown versus Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, because Encyclopedia Brown is more formative to my youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and and Chris is like, you're very observant. And Don's like, yes, I am. When did you make the switch to boxer briefs? <laughs> Yesterday. Uh, and, uh, and then she's staring at uh, at Chris's boxer brief region. Um, and, uh, and then Anne steps in front. Please stop looking at him. Um, so. Uh, yeah, the, then he goes to try to tell, they go try to tell Jerry the good news and, uh, and, uh, and Jerry is excited for them and he starts talking about all the things that are going to happen and it sounds terrible. And then, um, he talks about how when, uh, Gail was pregnant, he, he gained a lot of sympathy weight. Um, and he's like, before my kids I actually looked a lot like you, Chris. And now Chris is very sad. Um, and, uh, and then he's like, oh, and then your milk's going to come in. And that's exciting. And it's sooner than you think. Um, and then he's like, they start rooting around for the nipple. Uh, and then he gets a glass of milk and drinks it. Uh, oh, my and gosh. Then this is the worst part. Um, and it makes everybody uncomfortable. And Jerry's just like, life's a miracle. So um, <laughs> then they go and tell ethel beavers that anna's pregnant and i'm the baby daddy of all the people. Like, yeah and Ethel's like how wonderful for you and she's like you don't seem very excited he's like i don't know you and i don't have to talk to you unless it's about work <laughs> it just pushes her way between the two of them that was yeah, my favorite like just get out of here i don't have to talk to you unless it's about work um and so yeah so they're bummed that the news didn't go as well as they wanted but just in time just in time Leslie and the European cadre, they come back into Pawnee and cut to them hugging. And she's so happy. Um, and, uh, and it's all good. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was the, the, what they were looking for. And, uh, Leslie is a little confused, um, because she was, uh, wanted to take a sleeping pill on the plane and then she changed her mind. So she took a thing called zap vigil, <laughs> which is for Israeli fighter pilots to stay awake. And so right now it looks like I'm talking to a giant crab uh stay away from me <laughs> and like i love amy polar is probably the best at like the uh suspicious look because <laughs> she's like i know you're not a crab stay away from me just kidding but then she looks like mm, right i'm not so sure about this crab <laughs> um and uh 
Yeah. And so Chris is like, oh, we're so glad you're back. Um, and uh, this is the reaction we were hoping for. Um, and uh, and Les is like, oh, yeah. And so they go into hug again. And she's like, don't pitch me. <laughs> uh, so then Tom is meeting with the Sapperstein's and Trevor. And uh, he's like, there is something that needs to happen here. I need your children to tell you the truth. And John Ralphio stands up. He's like, Tom, lawyer guy, daddy. <laughs> Uh, and he confesses. Um, and Dr. Saberstein's like, what about all the math camps you went to? What, what? And he, General was like, I don't even know what a math camp is. <laughs> Those were trophies I bought. Um, and then also Mona Lisa stands up is like, I have done nothing wrong ever in my life. <laughs> I know, sweetie. And then money, please. <laughs> and so, and Dr. Saberstein gives her money. Um, and to, so Tom's like, your best friend, your son is my best friend. Um, he's like a brother to me, but he's a disaster. And your daughter seriously needs to be locked away in some sort of insane asylum on an Island in space. <laughs> so, um, and doctors happens like these two have been huge disappointments. I get it. Um, and, uh, and then John Ralph was like, come on, tell me you love us. And then admit this guy pointing at Trevor looks like Beaker from the Muppets. And that's exactly, exactly <laughs> accurate. <laughs> like he does look like Beaker, Beaker from the Muppets. Um, and, uh, and so, um, Tom is like, all right, great. You know the truth. Will you back off? And Dr. Shepperson is like, no, I'm making money. Why would I back off? Just because these nincompoops lie to me all the time. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue. I'm going to crush you. And then he's like, all right, are you two ready for, for, for dinner tomorrow night? And I'm like, yeah. And so, um, yeah. So the truth is out there, but the company is still doomed. And so um, Leslie and April are talking. Uh, at in front of Gretel's house, and uh, and April is like, um, you know, I, I, she's kind of bummed that Ben's uh, that Andy's gone, and uh, and she's like, yeah, we'll be fine. But are you going to be okay with Ben still here? Um, he's like, I think he's after your money. So then Gretel <laughs> comes over, and Leslie says, hey, we were uh, we we met somebody in Mon in London from Mongolia, and she had some ideas on how a humane way to get rid of the slugs. You sprinkle coffee grounds in the affected area, drives the slugs away. And girl's like, I didn't want all the slugs gone. I wanted most of them gone. <laughs> so, uh, I was like, well, we'll put one slug back. Just no, uh, there's and, no winning. Yeah. Gretel's the worst. Um, and so, uh, and April's like, why are we even doing this? And Leslie says, you know, we don't do it uh, for applause. We do this because it helps people. And, uh, and, Less like, doesn't that bum you? April says, doesn't that bum you? I was like, yeah, it would be nice if people appreciated me. Um, but uh, but that's the job: wiping slime and shoveling slugs. Uh, and then she's like, on to the next complaint. And then we cut to Ron as he's going through uh, the train station. Is like, where are you sending me? Nope. Um, and so he's on an, a European adventure by himself. Fortunately, they speak mostly recognizable English everywhere he's going to go. Um, so then Jessica comes in and uh, she's got four corgis that were a gift from Lord Edgar Covington. Um, and uh, and so um, she and Ben says, and he's going to stay there for three months. Um, and uh, I hope he's OK. He sent me an email. Um, I guess he got on the wrong train and he's lost. And it cuts to Andy. And it's like, this isn't right. And it pans out and he's at Stonehenge. So I don't know how far <laughs> Stonehenge is from uh, from London, but uh, it seems like not great 
Um, so. And I love that he says like, like none of this looks familiar. Like <laughs> yeah. it's it's Stonehenge. How does it not look familiar? Uh, and so then they uh, need to go to a meeting, and uh, and Jessica gets up, is like, "Come on, sugar butt." And Ben is talk- thinking he's talking about one of the four dogs. Uh, is like, "Which one, sugar butt? That's you. Come on." And he's like, "That is wildly inappropriate." <laughs> so it's true. Uh, then we cut to Tom and John Ralphio talking and uh, he's like, do, do you think your dad's ever going to give up? He's like, I doubt it. He never gives up on anything except for my mom. <laughs> when she turned 30, he was like, get out. <laughs> uh, and Tom's thinking about quitting. Stepper scenes are the worst. Yeah. And he's thinking about quitting and John Ralphio says, no, don't do it. Uh, you're Tom Haverford. You're an idea man. Um, and uh, and he convinces him to keep working. And John Saperstein, John Ralphio is like, it's a win-win for me either way. Either my best friend emerges triumphant or my dad beats you and I get all that money when he dies. <laughs> so, um, yeah, John Ralphio just know, knows just how to comfort somebody. Uh, and then we have Anne and Chris and they're talking um, about all of this baby stuff and how overwhelming it is. And um, Anne says, this baby is the size of a green olive. Isn't that wild? And it's like, wow, a green olive. I would have preferred a chickpea or a cherry tomato. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, we find out that they, as they're talking they're like, you know what, this is our baby. This is our special thing. And Anne says, you know, Olive's kind of a cute name if it's a girl. And he's, I would have preferred chickpea because it's lower in sodium. Yes, exactly. So I don't know if the sodium content went into naming conventions for your children. Um, but I know it was not a part of mine. No, it was not. All right. Good. Wise. Um, so then, uh, April comes to Leslie's office and, um, they're transitioning into a new phase, 48 hour roadkill scrapeathon. Um, and April is reading the less the letter that he she wrote for Leslie to this committee. And while she's reading this letter, which is wonderful, it's so nice. We also see Ron in on his journey into the the hills of Scotland on the adventure that Leslie sent him on. Um, and, uh, and all the things she's saying about Leslie in this letter, like talking about trying to make her friends happy and improve their lives. Like Ron is the example that he's, mm-hmm. she's doing this for Ron. Um, and it is really wonderful. And then she signs the letter sincerely Satan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so as Ron like looks up on the boat, as April is reading this letter and you see on the side of a building, Lagavulin which is his favorite whiskey. And, uh, and, um, and so then we get to Ron talking and I was like, all my life I've avoided Europe and it's multitudes of terribleness, but much to my surprise, there's actually one place in Europe that is worth seeing these tiny islands off the coast of Scotland. Um, and so he's like, this was worth the trip. But then there's one more thing that, that Ron is supposed to do. And he needs to go and uh, climb up the cliff sides and read this poem from the great Scotsman, uh, Robert Burns, and then he reads it. And as he's reading, it's a beautiful poem. And you could see he's like getting emotional and and he, he closes it. And he's like, I don't know what she thought I'd get out of that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then the end, uh, they, we cut to Ben and Leslie sitting on the bench in, fl- in front of the, the mural with the wildflowers, their favorite place. And uh, they're excited to be home. And, um, 
Leslie says, I love Pawnee, but London is amazing. And Silkeborg sounds amazing. Mongolia sounds amazing. <laughs> and Fed Boy's out. Their mayor is a professional Wolverine Wrangler. <laughs> so maybe not as amazing. Um, and but let's like, you know, maybe we should travel more, expand our horizons. And Ben's on board with that as well. Uh, let's see where this leads us. Um, and then she's like, oh, I, I got you something. And she bought him a traditional barrister's wig. And she's like, wear it for me. <laughs> so, you know, for, you know, romance. And uh, he puts it on. He's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and she's like, Immediately. No, not sexy. Failed experiment. No, Take, no, it no, no. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. So abort, that's the abort. episode. Man, Jeremy, that was so much stuff. That you was did so it. much. We did, did it. it. Good job. I, uh, Good job. Yeah. What, what, where does this one rank on the, the imbediba.com? Uh, uh, 8.55 because it's two episodes. Uh, episode one was 8.5. Episode two is 8.6. So I'm going to oh, average them right and make it at 8.55. All yeah. right. All right. Where does um, it rank for you personally as far as, you know? Yeah. I would put it in the eight, uh, 8.4 ish range. Okay. <laughs> Just to be a little contrary. I, I enjoyed this episode. I, I do think that Jerry is awful and I get it mm -hmm. now why everybody hates Jerry. <laughs> Cause that was terrible. And watching him go, oh, I want milk. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> Not good. Oh, oh. Um, see, like instant. Like, I can see that now. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, excellent. It was bad. It was you really ruined, bad. You ruined milk for me for a very long time. Well, you're welcome because milk is gross. That, that, and my lactose intolerance. No. Yeah. Well, that is the problem for me. So, I know some people joke about it, but my toilet would tell you that is no joke. So, wow. Yeah. Where, where does this one rank for you, Jeremy? Yeah, it's about, it's about right. I, I would, you know, again, absolute, some of my favorite Lord, uh, fancy face and Andy yeah. is one of my favorite, just out of all parks and rec. Andy's character arc is probably one of my favorites. And, uh, just because he struggled for so long and then to find people like that kind of he meshes with and then right. gives him a little bit of a purpose and shows him he can be successful. And, you know, I, so this is the kind of the beginning of what we see later on, um, which is uh, again, but it, it's all prelude because, you know, you gotta, you gotta suffer or not suffer. You gotta struggle before you can have. And so I just think he did, he's done that really well, um, for this, for the show. Um, yeah. And then I just yeah. really liked the end. I liked uh, Leslie and the Lagavulin and just how I know it was just a really sweet uh, end to the to the whole, you know, thing and the European adventure. So, yeah. Yes, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I like parts of it quite a bit. The Andy or the, yeah. the April and what's it? Um, it was fine. Um, or no, no. Oh, my gosh. Um uh, Chris and Ann and Chris Ann and Chris was kind of throwaway. Um, I think that, and then Tom's thing kind of sets him up for later. Um, so yeah, that's fine. So it was a lot for not much to move on from, you know what I mean? I guess. Right. So, right. yeah. But what's, uh, what's, what's next? What's the, the next I think episode it's the is Eagleton. Is it the merger? Is that the potential merger? Let me see. <laughs> Here, let's Sorry. let's pause this podcast and look at. No, we're doing this live. Yeah, the Pawnee Eagleton tip-off classic. Ooh, the tip-off, excellent. So well, anyway, listener, that was a long time. Join us for that episode 
when Leslie gloats instead of trying to help. When she learns <laughs> Eagleton's budget crisis, Ron tries to get himself off the grid, and Anne takes April on a road trip to Bloomington. Delete all images of Ron. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Coming in at so, a whopping 7.7, so just be ready for that. Yeah, things kind of drop down here um, with the Eagle Season 6. Um, but what are you going to do? Sparkle water. I'm excited. Let's do it. So, All right. All right. Well, then we'll see you all later, listener. Be Sounds well. good. Bye. Bye. Bye.